Welcome back to the Cinderella Theorem. If you missed the previous chapters, you can find them on this podcast in the episode list. And now, chapter 22, this is a rescue. Why am I making you sad? I asked out loud. Kalo turned toward the door. His eyes were wide and fearful. Lily? He whispered. Oh, right, I muttered, realizing I should probably be in the cell when we discuss things. The guard could come at any minute. I opened the door and slipped in. As the door opened, Caleb jumped off the straw and backed away. Lily? Is that you? Of course it's me. I've come to rescue you. Caleb shook his head, mumbling. I must be hearing things. Talus is playing her voice to torture me. He rubbed his eyes and turned away. No, Caleb, it's me. I grabbed his shoulder to turn him around. He jumped and shouted. Shh! I hissed. You'll attract the guard. He'll come and see. Come and see what? He hissed back. I opened my mouth and closed it again. Oh. Kalo one. Lily zero. I rubbed myself visible, feeling as if a heavy wool blanket had been lifted off me. I was covered in sweat. and all the excitement of escaping my cell and finding Kalo, I'd forgotten how uncomfortably warm it was to be invisible. Kalo's eyes went even wider than before. What are you doing here? This is a rescue, I said importantly. Kalo sighed and rolled his eyes. I suppose someone told you about Matt's Law, so you decided you could come and save everyone. What's Matt's Law? You waltzed into the heart of Uppish Senate without knowing about Matt's Law? I guess. Are you insane? Do you have any idea of the risks you've taken? Do you even realize you have jeopardized the entire kingdom? Shh. I held up my hand and listened. Footsteps. I quickly rubbed myself invisible and waited for the guard to pass. Kayla rolled his eyes as I became visible again. The only way this could be worse is if you just walked right up to Talus and volunteered to be his prisoner. I bit my lip. And perhaps I should explain the situation before we two endeavor to save our companions in misery. Before we two endeavor to save our companions in misery? You invoked the quest clause? I smiled sheepishly. Apparently. Kalo sighed. But if you invoke the quest clause, someone had to have sent you on a quest. Who would be stupid enough to send the future protector on a foolish quest? <clears throat> I cleared my throat. Uh, let me delineate it for you. Doug explained that only I could save all of you because I'm not living happily ever after yet. And then we came up with a plan to rescue everyone. See, first I'll get you to less than happy, then... Kayla waved his hand impatiently. Then I can go around and cheer everyone up. I know that part of the plan, Lily. He sat down and sighed. How do you already know Doug's plan? Because it's what I would do. He sighed again. Did Doug happen to mention a way to get you home? Not specifically... I mumbled. He said the best thing would be for me to become happily ever after and vanish back. Which will be so easy to accomplish here in a dungeon. Kalo started pacing. Being here is really not safe for you, Lily. What's Matt's law? I asked, hoping to distract him. You're not allowed to know. Of course, since you're already here and the prohibition against telling you was to prevent you from doing something exactly like this, I'm not sure if it matters anymore. Kalo looked like he might be about to explain it, but shook his head instead. I better not tell you. If we do make it out of here, there's bound to be some sort of inquiry. Do you think Doug will get into trouble? I'm surprised by all this forbidden Matt's Law's business. After all, I had created this situation. Logically and mathematically, I had to be the one to fix it. Doug should be fine. Kayla paused and nodded. So long as I get you back in one piece. I nodded. I must have looked a little frightened about the prospect of staying in Uppish Senna forever, because Kayla took me by the shoulders, looked into my eyes, and said, I promise you, Lily will not leave these dungeons unless I know you have found a way home as well. I shook his hands off in time to rub myself invisible as the guard approached. Kalo flung himself onto the pile of straw. 
After the guard had passed, I hissed at Kalo, I don't have to go back. I'm not doing any good at Hia, but you have to go back. You're a brilliant happyologist, and Hia needs you. Kalo snorted. If I'm such a brilliant happyologist, then you should trust me to make the decision about you going back. Make yourself visible and we'll compromise. He waited for me to rub my marble, then he stuck out his hand. I took it and we shook. Neither of us will leave without the other, he said. I nodded. Kayla ran a hand through his hair. Right, well, next we should come up with some sort of plan. And for safety's sake, you better stay invisible. I'll just shut up when the guard walks by. Fine. I rubbed myself invisible and then took off my shoe. An update from Doug had just arrived. Hey, you're already up to not so happy. Just six more levels to go. How did you know that? Kalo spoke to the wall so that if the guard passed, it would look like he was muttering about the images on the screens. Doug is updating me through my shoe on any changes in levels. Clever, Kalo smiled, but we better not aim for happy. Let's just shoot for less than less than happy. I can make people happy on that. And then, when it's just us, we'll work out something else. Oh, I'll know when I'm getting close, by the way, so you won't need the updates for me. You'll know when you're getting close to what? To less than less than happy. I've trained myself to recognize the subtle differences in my levels. That's possible? Lily, Kalo's tone was patient. You just turned yourself invisible by rubbing a marble. Anything's possible. Could I learn to do it? Probably. It's still sort of controversial. Not all happyologists like it. Why not? Kalo cocked his head patronizingly. If happyologists can learn to do it, then why can't regular citizens learn it too? We'd be out of a job. Do you really think the need for Hia could be eliminated? I tried to visualize Smith's SFL minus Hia, but I couldn't get the equation to formulate. I doubt it, Kayla went on. It takes a lot of time and discipline to master your own emotions and happiness. Most people are perfectly willing to let external sources affect them. But I began and stopped just as quickly when I heard the guard outside the door. His footsteps reminded me that we were supposed to be getting Kalo's levels up. The unasked question hung around me waiting to be asked like a math problem begging to be solved. I've got one more question, and then we'll start trying to get you to less than less than happy. Don't worry about that, Lily. Talking with you has been helpful already. Really? Well, to be quite specific, Kalo spoke slowly, choosing his words as he went. Instructing you improves my mood. I scoffed. Of course. Kalo liked showing off that he knew more than me. I just rolled my eyes and took out the latest shoe update. All right, Mr. Brilliant Happyologist, let's see if you're right about what your level is. Kalo tilted his head, considering. I feel like I've been happier. I made a disgusted noise, <sighs> balled up the note from Doug, and threw it at Kalo. You're brilliant. Kalo smiled. You said you had another question. Even if mastering your own happiness is difficult, why wouldn't everyone want to do it? Isn't it a good thing? It's hard to learn your multiplication tables, but you've got to memorize them if you want to work with math on a higher level. Kalo smiled again. Yes, Lily, it's a very good thing, but not everyone wants to take the time and effort to learn their multiplication facts. They could just get a calculator. And it's the same for their happiness. Why bother mastering your emotions if you know a happyologist will come along and make you happy? That's awful and irresponsible and mathematically unsound. A calculator could break or a happyologist might not make it in time. Or worse, I thought of Ella. Her happyologist had failed her. I had failed her. My stomach dropped faster than an infinite slope as I considered telling Kayla what I had done. A line with an infinite slope is simply a vertical line. <laughs> Kayla was laughing. Which are you more upset by? That people use calculators or that they use happyologists? You're okay with citizens relying on us for their happiness? 
He sighed. I don't have to be okay with it. I don't have to think about it at all. I just have to do my job and do it the best I can. But if they can learn how to be responsible, shouldn't they? Let it go, Lily. When we're up against the possibility of Cinderella vanishing, I can't take the time to teach her to be happy herself. If I don't act, if I don't find her a cleaning job, she could vanish. I know you don't really follow fairy tales, but Cinderella is pretty well known. Here's a syllogism for you. Cinderella is to fairy tales what Pythagoras is to math. He rolled his eyes. And please don't critique my logic. I'm just trying to point out that we don't have time to make E.G. Smith's salty fireland a perfect world. We've got just enough time to make sure the citizens stay in it. He paused. Do you see what I'm saying? I'd rather have a codependent Cinderella than no Cinderella at all. I took a deep breath. Kalo, I have to tell you something. Then I rubbed myself visible just as the guard passed. I've had sort of a side project recently, and um, I decided to prove that being normal equals being happy. And to test my theory, I tried to make an unhappy citizen normal in order to make her happy. Kalo's eyes narrowed. Her who? Maybe we should check your levels, Kalo. I don't want you to have a setback. Angry is not unhappy, Lily. Her who? Well, I, I, I used Ella as my test subject. Kayla was silent for about 20 seconds, but it felt much longer. What were the results? Um, she became happier, much happier, but I think it was superficial. Why? Because she vanished, I whispered. You're the reason she vanished? Are you telling me that in your first month as our princess, you managed to vanish the most well-known fairy tale of all time? Yes. My voice surprised me. I didn't know it could be so quiet. After two minutes of uncomfortable silence, Kalo said, At least some good has come from your incompetence. I'm nearly happy enough to go rescue the others. Glad to be of service. I also memorized everyone's sad items so you know what we're up against. Exactly how many people are we rescuing? I did the math quickly and answered, Ten. Talus let the birds go in exchange for me. You mean you really did just volunteer to be a prisoner? And you ransomed yourself for some birds? I didn't know you liked animals that much. Kalo smirked, obviously feeling better. Very funny. The exact terms of the agreement were that he would empty a cell. I just didn't know which one he would choose. I hoped it wasn't you, because I really needed you for the plan. Talos wouldn't be foolish enough to let me leave. He desperately wants me on his side. He's already asked you? Kalo nodded. He went thoughtful and pensive for a moment. I wondered how I knew the word pensive, and if my quest clause vocabulary would still be available to me when this was all over. Kalo came out of his reverie and asked, who are we rescuing? I want to start formulating plans. Okay, well, there's Ella and Avon, obviously. Ella's stepsisters. Adelaide Nemorellis, Kayla interrupted. And her stepmother, Agatha. Then just your grandmother, grandfathers, and parents. My eyes darted to Kayla to see how he would take this news. I don't have grandparents. My story opens with my father dying. Your story opens with your adoptive father dying, I corrected. Kayla stared at me. You mean my birth family? You know who they are? I'm 97% sure. Who? The Candlemaker's daughter is the tale you started in. I went invisible as soon as I heard the guard coming. But everyone vanished from that story. There was no one left. The file disappeared. Kalo hissed to my invisible self. The file was stolen by the same person who kidnapped you and gave you to the Miller family. I rubbed the marble so I'd be visible and looked directly at him. Levi stole the file. Levi kidnapped you. Kidnapped me? What is that story about? It was my turn to be shocked. Kalo didn't know a fairy tale? You don't know the story? 
He shook his head. It was vanished long before I started working for Hia. We all just assumed the file was missing, too. Our rescue plans were always more of the brute force, get in and grab everyone variety, since we had no way to make the citizens happy without invoking Matt's law. What is Matt's law? I asked again. Kayla looked at me a long time, considering. I will tell you if you promise to tell me the story of the Candlemaker's daughter. Okay, I nodded. I had planned to tell him anyway, but he didn't have to know that. Caleb began. When your mother and father first began dating, she was kidnapped by Tandem Talus and his forces. She knew about the kingdom then? Caleb tilted his head. It's sort of how she found out. What? Caleb ignored me and went on. Your father wanted to rescue her. Everyone was against it. No one wanted to risk one of the princes on a fool's errand. Your father and Grimm met secretly, defying the king and queen, and came up with a plan to get your father into Upper Senna. Grimm was part of a plan to defy the king and queen? Kayla nodded. He said it was a matter of honor between partners. He managed to get your father smuggled into the dungeons, but your father was captured pretty quickly. Kayla paused while I went invisible. After the guard passed and I returned, he went on. It's important to note that no one who wasn't sad had ever been held in the dungeons before. Your father tested the strength of his door as soon as he was left alone, and to his surprise, the door opened. He found your mother, and her cell was unlocked as well. They managed to escape and made their way back to Smith's SFL. Your father called the phenomenon of the unlocked doors Matt's Law. Your father's parents were not thrilled that he had risked himself like that, and when the kingdom was preparing for your arrival, a new law was passed forbidding anyone from telling you about Matt's Law in case you tried to do the same thing he did. Are there other things my parents aren't telling me? Why is my mom lying about her parents? I'm not telling you anything else. Now, tell me my story, Lily. Okay. I briefly told the tale. I was worried how Kayla would take the news. It wasn't a happy story. He listened quietly and said nothing until the end. So, Levi took me off the hillside? I nodded. It's the most logical analysis of the facts. Besides, he practically told me so. Kayla sat in silence for a moment. And then stood up suddenly. Let's go rescue my family, Lily. Thank you for listening to this chapter. If you can't wait a week for the next installment, you can always purchase the Cinderella Theorem on Amazon.com in either a print or Kindle version. If you have friends who would enjoy the story, tell them about this podcast. I love to hear from my fans, so if you have a question for me, please reach out on the Lily Sparrow Chronicles Facebook page. Until then, may all your stories have happy endings.